Welcome to Evil, the story of us. I'm Brittany. I'm Lowell. And today we're talking about the Leatherman. Um, I'm sorry that we missed last week. Lowell was a giant wuss and had a cold. I was actually busy, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I heard you had super COVID. Uh, I did not have COVID. That was Carter. Oh, well, my bad. Um... So, have you ever heard of the Leatherman? I have not. So, he was a vagabond. Um, which... What the fuck is that? So, I, I did pull up the Google definition. Vagabonds. Vagabond, vagabonds are people who travel from place to place without a fixed home. Um, honestly, it just seems like an antique way of demonizing the homeless. Nice. Yeah, he was... A guy who honestly reminds me a lot of our dad. <laughs> um, he kind of traveled um, all over this area and he was 100% real. Like, he's not a legend. This was a real documented human being who used to travel from uh, all the way from the ocean in Connecticut to the Hudson River and back and forth. Um, and he did like a month circuit from place to place and used to sleep in caves that dotted along um, that area. Why was he doing this? Nobody knows. He just did it. Very strange. Yeah, there are even reports from like local school children that if they were good... Um, they would get the opportunity to serve him food, and they called it Leatherman Day. What? Yeah, he was very much beloved, and he would um, get food and drink from people on the way from, from place to place. And he completed this um, hike from Connecticut all the way to the Hudson River within 30 days, and he did the same exact circuit every 30 days so if he appeared at your farm at 10 a.m on the 25th he would show up there at 10 a.m on the 25th every single month that is so strange it's super strange and apparently he refused to go into anyone's house he would like knock on the storm drain to uh let you know he was there well he's like a, he's like a weird homeless santa claus almost <laughs> Well, he didn't bring anything to them. That's so weird. Okay. Why There's was he described as leather? Dude. Oh, well. He wore this awesome outfit um, that was made out of what they assumed to be old uh, boot tops that he um, strung together all over his body. But, but, I, but what really was it? Uh, that that's baby real. Skin? No, what baby? <laughs> what? You said it was believed that he was. They thought so. Like, what was he really wearing? They don't know. It it was just leather, and they believed it was old boot tops. That's that's the end of it. Why would you? Why would you jump to baby skin? His name is Leatherman, Brittany. That that's why. Yeah, but the school children had like a Leatherman day. Like it was. Oh joy, the Leatherman's here. It sounds creepy as hell. <laughs> Little kids, Leatherman, like the fuck? Why? I wouldn't let my son speak to that guy. Let alone serve him food. 
Yeah, he used to show up at the farms, and apparently, um, if he showed up at your farm and you started to, like, ask him who he was and where he came from, he would, um, grunt at you and then just never return to your farm. Oh, then eat your kids, yeah. And no, he would not eat children. Why, why do you... Why are you obsessed with this guy? Why evil? are they why are they serving him food? Like what, what he's just some crazy homeless man that's walking everywhere. He's a beloved hobo. He sounds like a, a like psycho. <laughs> he's not. He's like just some some poor guy who doesn't have a house and he's just wandering around living in caves and they they give him food. He's so strange. I'm sorry. That was just so weird to me. I mean, it is weird. There's a reason why he's famous. Uh, Newspaper reports at the time. Now, this is April 7th, 1870. These are the 1800s this is happening? Yes. I was thinking, like, 1950s. No. He's an antique homeless man. An antique homeless man. So they reported in newspapers that he only spoke in monosyllables and broken English. He didn't even speak English very well. They said he used grunts and gestures and maybe a French accent. (laughs) Some random guy who can't speak and probably French. Well, I have my own theories I'll get to a little bit later, but I don't think he was really French. Okay. Um, he kept a French prayer book uh, with him and declined... So he was French? I don't think he was French. I think he was Canadian. Oh, well, I mean, still, same thing, French. I mean, fair enough, but I, I think that to assume that he was from Europe when uh, Quebec is, like, three hours from here... Yeah. I think it's a bit of a jump to say he's from Europe when you he could very easily be walked down from Quebec, especially since he's a known hiker. Okay. So he declined to eat meat on Fridays, so it was assumed that he was a Roman Catholic. Oh, okay. So, getting something. He appeared very knowledgeable in Native American folklore, and there's some speculation that he was Native. Now... It could be that he's some kind of weird old remnant of like a the um uh the fr- what is it, the French and Indian War maybe mm-hmm. okay that would have been you know a hundred years before so he would have had to have been you know in a very closed culture for a very long time but well, it is possible sense. okay it still doesn't explain a lot. No, it doesn't. He, they assume he was born in like 1839, but there's no way to be really sure when he was born because he never told anyone. Um, and he was first first reported on in newspapers in 1858 in Harwinton, Connecticut. Where the hell is Harwinton, Connecticut? Um, it's like over by like Fairfield. Okay. It's like right across the border from like Pauling. It's the most random ass place. Who is this dude? <laughs> I don't and why know. Why are they giving him? Food? Why are they letting their kids give him food? He's a nice guy. I should be shocked him. after I heard about the acid and the milk. It's humanity, <laughs> like what the hell are we doing? Oh, he's just a nice guy. He's just kind of like, you know, looking for a snack. 
Oh yeah, just oh come on, children, go give that crazy loon an apple. Hopefully, he won't bite off your fingers. He never bit off anyone's fingers. That you know, you know of. <laughs> that I know. Well, that was reported on. He, I told this story to dad and he said that he was probably a craftsman yeti hunter, which I think is the best theory. Craftsman yeti hunter? Yes, that was his assumption. What, what is that? Where is he coming out with this? What, so, what? <laughs> so that's what I said. I was like, the hell is, is a yeti? craftsman yeti hunter? <laughs> that's what I said. I said, are you the yeti, the craftsman yeti hunter? And he went, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he told me he told me that we were doing something on some leather guy who was hiding in the caves, and he said that it was boring and that we should do Sasquatch instead. The man's obsessed with Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't know what he, I don't know what's about that, but he saying. told me that we should go to the Leatherman Cave in Connecticut because there's there's Leatherman ca- caves that they know that he frequented because he used to keep like little gardens and stuff around them. What? And he, yeah, so he told me we should go to the Leatherman Cave in Connecticut and um, get a craftsman yeti hunter to go over there and record the event of us being there looking for a craftsman yeti hunter, and um, that would be a big hit. A big hit. A big hit. I don't. I don't know what he thinks the internet looks like, but he's never been on it, so. Weird. Okay. But uh, back to the the creepy homeless leather man. So he's staying in caves. He can barely speak. No one really knows what he's about. Can't really talk. Maybe he's French or whatever. But he's homeless, wearing leather, walking around, frequenting places, and people are acting like he's a kind of like a Santa Claus figure, and they're letting their children serve him food. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, and it's actually pretty impressive. I mean, this area, if you're unfamiliar with it, gets like a butt ton of snow, especially in this area. And he really survives in these caves all year round and only had light frostbite. Light frostbite. Okay. Yeah. He also used to leave like little pieces of food and provisions in his cave so when he came back to them, there'd be snacks. So weird. Okay. And Why are the... homeless people doing this today? That's what I want to know. How, how are homeless people not as cool as they used to be? What? Because this guy seems like he was popular. Everyone was giving him food because he was homeless. You know? Why aren't we like this today? I mean, I think that most homeless people like live in their cars now. There is one homeless person that lives around here that people like commonly post on the Facebook, like the town Facebook page, and be like, "Where's the homeless guy? We haven't seen him in a while." Uh, yeah, hopefully they didn't eat him. Yeah, they feed him. They feed him. Who in feeds him? Uh, the local villagers. Oh, like, what? Talking about t- the guy who lives in his car with the cats who who hangs out in the Acme parking lot. Oh no, I'm thinking of a different homeless guy. See, they do do this today different though you know it's not like we're you know being his buddy and stuff it's just he's just a dude you know we just know him we just know well they obviously is. weren't this guy's buddy either he barely spoke english hmm. but Strange. he would continue to walk around the region and would complete a loop every 34 to 35 days um he would travel exactly 365 miles approximately 10 miles a day stopping in towns like shrub oak Yorktown, Briarcliff, Croton Falls, Purdy's, Danbury, New Fairfield, Pauling. Weird. 
Okay. I know. He he just loved this area. Um, he wore the leather outfit was estimated to weigh about well, I sixty. Wonder, I wonder how why he loved the area. Was it because of the views, or was it because of everyone letting their kids feed him? You know, he's kind of like are you a talking cat. About him, like he's a cat. <laughs> You know, if you feed him, he's going to show up. It's not because like he's here because of the views. Well, they wanted meals. him to show up. They liked him. Well, he... I know. It's the same thing. It's not like he's here for the views. He's here for the food and the people or whatever. It's not like he enjoyed the area. I don't know. You don't know that. He chose this area for a reason. He stayed it here. It sounds to me like he's just trying to survive, and all these people are treating him like a house cat, and he's like, fuck you, just feed me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So his leather outfit was estimated to weigh about 60 pounds. 60 um, pounds, okay. He had little mittens. Um, little mittens. Some people he's, called He's it... a cat. This dude is a cat. <laughs> he, people called it his boot suit because it was made out of old boot tops. Always little mittens, always hanging out. His boot Little suit. snack kids. He looks terrifying. Like, if you see pictures of him, he looks terrifying. I'll upload them onto the Instagram. Um, there are known actual photographs of these of him. Like, there are notable families in this area who have never gotten a photo taken of them because they were expensive. And this man had, like... I'm just imagining him going whoop, 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 whoop as he walks up to the houses. That's no, he would wouldn't do. say a word. He'd just knock on the storm gutters. No, he had, he had to have something he did. He, well, the knocking on the storm gutters is okay, but they said he was like making weird noises and stuff, so what were these noises? He said they were monosyllabic and grunty, so he was probably like, Rawr. Uh, It would have been cooler if he's like, whoop, 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 as he like walks up. So, apparently, at this farm that he knocked on the drain pipe, um, he, he would always say, thank you, lady. After she got him some food, but would avoid eye contact. And he was generally known as a nice guy, and people used to leave food out for him outside of their houses because he refused to go inside of them. And Connecticut passed anti-vagrancy laws in 1887. Um, so they shot him. No. This is the exact language from the bill. Permitted the arresting and jailing of hobos. Nice. Yes, but villages passed exemptions for him specifically because they loved him so much. He's a town character. He that is. so funny. And Connecticut hospitalized him in 1888, but he allowed them to take him in because he was suffering from advanced mouth cancer. I mean, as long as he's got food, I don't think he cares. And there was a very bad snowstorm, but he was declared sane, except for, quote, an emotional affliction. And they let him go because he had money to travel. Now let's talk about the money. Because nobody knows how he got any. I think he was robbing people, Brittany. There was no reports of anything missing after he left. That you know of. Well, they were. he was obviously very heavily reported on. Um, he would buy from stores on his route and they would know he was coming and they'd get his order ready because it was the same thing every time. Um, he would order one loaf of bread, a can of sardines, one pound of fancy crackers, a pie, two quarts of coffee, one gill of brandy, and a bottle of beer. What is a gill of brandy? I don't know. But it's, you know, an amount of brandy. I gotta say that nobody knows how he got the money, and there are 
speculations on who he was. Um, there was this story, and nobody really knows where it came from, that his name was Jules Bourglet. And okay. that he he was this French guy who fell in love with a woman outside of his station, and her father did not approve of him. So, so he cut out his tongue. No. What? He uh, had a tongue. Well, he couldn't speak. I thought he was... Alright, fair enough. Uh, but he did say thank you, lady, to that one lady. Or thank you, lady! I don't know. They thought that he fell in love with someone outside of his station, and her father didn't like him, so he had him working at his leather factory, which is why he became so proficient in leather working. And then he burnt it down and moved to America out of embarrassment. <laughs> So then he committed arson. <laughs> no, accidentally burned it down. Felt so bad about it, he moved to America and never spoke to anyone ever again. This absolutely is not true. There was no one named Jules Bourglet ever born, and there was nobody in France by that name, and there was no leather factory that burnt down. Someone literally just made that whole thing up. Alright, well I could see that getting made up. I could see the whole thing getting made up, actually, but... No, he's 100% real. There are actual real photographs of him. It's Leatherman. He's here for a snack. I have my theory about this guy, and I think my theory is correct, as always. I think he was okay. French-Canadian, and he is autistic. And I think, I, it's I think it's important to note that he wouldn't make eye contact with people because that's a symptom of, or a character trait of people with autism. And he just didn't like to talk to people. He wouldn't go into their house. He felt awkward all the time. And uh, when he was hospitalized, they said he was fine and normal, except for, quote, an emotional affliction. And someone who didn't know what autism was, I could see them describing autism that way. Mm, an emotional affliction, yes. I, I think that's what he is. I think he's just an autistic man who didn't really have any resources and just made his life the best he possibly could and i think that maybe his parents died in canada and he just kind of took whatever money they had left and moved and lived in caves hey man if i was autistic and my parents abandoned me that's what i do i i don't think it's a crazy possibility i think it's a way more of a stretch to assume that he was um some french guy who escaped a factory who escaped a factory yeah okay so, on March 24th, 1889, his body was found. Oh, he died? What? He was alive in the 1800s. Of course he died. Do you think he's still alive, haunting the woods? Yeah, I thought maybe he'd have, like, a peaceful little go-go, but why, why is he getting murdered? He Did didn't he get, get murdered? murdered. They found his body. Yeah, well, he was hospitalized in 1888 because of um, being extremely ill from mouth cancer. So on March 24th, 1889, his body was found. That's so sad. Okay. It's important to note he had never lost any fingers from frostbite. He died from mouth cancer from chewing tobacco. He was chewing tobacco? Yeah. Huh. So he, he it's estimated he was like 40 or 50 when he died. Interesting. Okay. He didn't have any money on his body, so people theorized that he buried money by each of his caves, but no money has ever been found. 
So weird. Okay, so what are they like cutting for money now? Of course they are. There are Leatherman cachet hunters, and they look all over this area for Leatherman's lost treasure. They don't think he was like rich. If he was rich, he wouldn't be staying in caves. Uh, well, maybe he would have. You don't know. He had to have had that money from somewhere. People have done way weirder things. It's the strangest story I've ever heard. I know, and it's so real. I'm shocked that it's not common knowledge, especially in this area. People don't talk about it. So weird. Okay. Is there anything else to the story? Like, did he, like, have any kids or something? Not to our knowledge, um, but there was an effort to try to find out who he was after he, he died. So... They, when they found his body, they buried him. He's buried off of Route 9 in Sparta Cemetery in Austin, right above uh, Sleepy Hollow. Um, his grave marker said, final resting place of Jules Bourglais of Loins, France. They, they literally made that up. Quote, the leather man who regularly walked a 365 mile route through Westchester and Connecticut from the Connecticut River to the Hudson living in caves in the years 1858 to 1889. Now, a newspaper also incorrectly used the name Jules Bourglais, but this was later decided to be incorrect, and the but the incorrect grave stayed there until 2011. They were like, well, that's good enough. If you know anything about Route 9, it used to be a relatively small road. It connected uh, Albany to New York City. Albany to New York City. Okay. Yeah, it was a relatively small dirt road at this time, but over the years, people started living further and further upstate and traveling into the city for work. It became a commuter um, economy. And so they had to make Route 9 a lot bigger because it used to be that they just sometimes carried uh, supplies into the city, but most of the supplies into the city came from either trains or a boat through the Hudson River. So they had to make Route 9 bigger, um, and construction along Route 9 in 2011, the widening of the road, resulted in his grave being exhumed. Because they needed to move it. And there were all types of outrage over this, because some people were like, we're gonna exhume the leather man, and we're gonna find, we're gonna trace his DNA, and we're gonna find out who in the hell he was, right? Okay. Did they? Well, some people were like, no, don't do it. He he historically hated everyone and didn't want anyone to talk to him or know where he was from. Let's not do this and respect the man. Okay. The leather man had the last laugh, though, because when they pulled up the uh, grave, there was nothing but a few rusty nails left. There was no coffin. It was completely degraded. Now, as we've talked about previously on the podcast, the the soil in this area is heavily acidic and it completely uh disintegrated both the coffin and the bones by 2011 it was completely gone so we'll never know all of the the original grave dirt was gathered and put into a box and buried with a simple marker that reads the leather man Hmm. they should make a horror movie out of this well, Pearl Jam wrote a song about him. And why a horror movie? It just sent the Leather Man. He'd come knocking your door if you didn't feed him. He'd eat your kids. 
the poor guy. He probably had such a hard life. Cats. Why? 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 So why not? Because he was just a nice dude who was trying to live his life, man. He'd eat your kids and skin you, put on his clothes, and then he could move on. He did not eat children. Would have been cooler if he did. So this is like a 100% real story of a guy who just completely lived outside of the norm. And I think it's really cool and inspiring in a way to kind of like live your own life. I mean, I mean that's cool, but he did don't... get frostbite and die of mouth cancer. I mean, don't chew tobacco, though. True. I I would love to live in caves in the Hudson Valley. No, you wouldn't. Imagine the I... winter living in a cave in the Hudson Valley. I mean, Bruce couldn't handle it, but I could. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you go two seconds without your blanket, your pumpkin spice, and your cats. Well, they, they have... I could still go to Starbucks. Who walk to Starbucks. You know oh, what? what? You're going to knock on the window? Hello. <laughs> Maybe if I start speaking in a French accent, they'll think I'm cool. They'll be like, hello, can I please have this pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice. The spice, please. Macchiato. Merci. <laughs> Merci. Feed me, please. Parlez-vous France. <laughs> Parlez-vous France. Doesn't speak any French. <laughs> oh, I know how to say uh, Je m'appelle Claude. Je m'appelle Claude. It's from Friends. It means my name is Claude. Uh, je m'appelle Lowell. Je m'appelle Claude. <laughs> je m'appelle Claude. Je Coffee, please. Claude. I don't even know how je to say please. Claude. <laughs> it's a poo poo. <laughs> I like the scene in Inglorious Bastards where he's, he's like, I speak the most French. And then he's like, uh, Bongiorno. Oh, no, that was oh, Italian. Oh, 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 Italian. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. Oh, God, it was Bongiorno. so bad. Benvenuto. Dude, that is literally how I speak French, though. Like, my... Or, uh, I speak Italian, though. Like, my German accent's pretty good. But when I speak Italian, I'm like... I sound like a sim. I'm like, chuda la boca. Chuda la boca. Boca's Spanish. Uh, it's Italian, too. Uh, they share a lot of similarities. They do. I remember when the, we had Italian exchange students come to our school and they didn't speak any English. So I started saying stuff to them in Spanish and they understood it. I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, you, was you, you're so predictable, you losers. Dude, when we had the um, the Italian exchange students when I was in high school, they drove the staff insane. Like, they used to smoke cigarettes on campus and the teachers would be, like, super nice about it because you know how super illegal it is here. And they'd be like, no, you can't smoke here. Like, I'm so sorry. And then the teachers would walk away and they'd just light up again as soon as they left. That is hilarious. Oh, they were awful. And they used to, like, scream and, like, wouldn't do anything anyone told them to do. And it got to a point, I think, where one of the teachers was like, we're never doing this again. But apparently they did. Was it Mr. Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good guess. He was we beat him once. We beat him twice. <laughs> When did we fight the Italians? Uh, oh, Italians? I, I didn't forgot. know what they were. World War Two and one and like all of the wars. Yikes. Well, anyway, anything else you'd like to say um, before we let everyone go? I just think that it's weird and uh, I can't believe that this occurred near to where I live. Yeah, we're going to have to go to a Leatherman cave. 
No, I don't think we will. I don't think I want to. Why not? I'd, ra- I'd rather not. Why? Are you afraid you're going to get haunted? This is the beginning of a horror movie, Brittany. Oh, people We're go there go all the time. It's Brittany, a state park. Think about what you just said to me. And think about if you said that to some random person, what they would think. Yeah, but you're not a random person. You're weird. Brittany, think about what you just said. Let's go visit the Leatherman Cave. Like, it's a, it's a historical site. You can go there. Like, there are people there. It's not, like, it's on a popular hiking trail. The Leatherman Cave, Brittany. We could go hunting for his buried treasure. We bring Dad. You want to disturb his area. The Leatherman Cave. Leatherman. They only called him the Leatherman because he wore a leather outfit. <sighs> All right. Well, my cat's decided that it's the end of the podcast. So thank you for listening. And as always, if you have a problem with anything I said here today, you can email us at evilthestoryofus at gmail.com. Or you can look at our Instagram where I will be posting pictures of the Leatherman at evilstorypodcast.com. Instagram. <laughs> dot com. No dot com. <laughs> Instagram dot com. Instagram dot com evil story podcast. I actually, funny story, I when I created the podcast, I named it because I didn't want to put evil the story of us podcast. I thought that was too long, so I, I just put evil you evil us and Instagram evil Instagram flagged it right away and they're like, We think you're a terrorist, so I had to rename it. Evil us. Yeah, We're the I National thought... Evil Society, upholding the mantle of evil since 1897. Well, I thought I thought that was like a good shortening of it, like evil us. So I was like, ah, we're evil, ha ha ha. And then Instagram was like, no, we literally think you are though. <laughs> Please exit the premises. It, like you're as soon as I clicked create, it was like your account has been suspended. I was like, why? <laughs> Immediately. No mercy. I was like, what is? Why did they, you know, flag our account so early? He walked over. He was like, um, well, maybe it's because you named your your Instagram account Evil US, and it looks like uh, terrorist propaganda. And I was like, oh no, I did do <laughs> that. <laughs> In any regard. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and um, feel free to reach out, and we'll see you next week. All righty. Bye, everybody.